listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, what you know about going out head west, red legs, TVs all up in the headrest. Try to live it up, ride through a bigger truck, peeps all glittered up, stick up can, they go what? Jig with it up, jig with it cut, ship crisp, split it all, hose ride, get your nut till I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get this man room. I hit everything from Cancun to Grant's tomb. Why you standing on the wall, hands on your balls, lighting up drugs, always fighting in the club. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast with your host Rod and karen and it's feedback saturday you know the drill the blackouttips.com leave your feedback itunes stitcher search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews uh we'll read them on the air as long as we like them 704-557-0186 leave us voicemails three minutes or less we'll play them on the air um the blackout tips at gmail email us <clears throat> and we'll read those too all right i think that covers everything um first of all gotta give a shout out to everybody who donated to the show man because you guys make it possible um so uh let me play the song i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you today's a new day that's right it's a new day and people have been donating and i like to appreciate everybody marlena a recurring donator thank you very much marlena shirley wong esquire recurring donator official low official uh lawyer of the show yes she is you have a slip and fall you know who to call shirley wong y'all yeah y'all know y'all had a accidents at work y'all know who to call damian jackson who i, I am for real robert l recurring donator thank you very much black ass rob <laughs> with your black ass donations Tavon S. Uh, I think Tavon might be new. Yeah, but I ain't. That, that one, that one never passed the collection plate before. Yeah, thanks, Tavon. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the new members class. We appreciate you. We'll get you signed up. Uh, Conrad will be right over to you. Uh, Michael F. Recurring donation. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you, sweetie. And, uh, that was it for this week. It was a short week, man. So, uh, let's play me out. God, people. You look so much better when you smile. So smile. <laughs> now every day ain't gonna be perfect, but it still don't mean today don't have purpose. Come on, today's, today's a new day. day. All right, all right. We have five star reviews <clears throat> on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. I'll read the Stitcher one first because there's uh, only one of them. Miss JoJo five star says the podcast gateway drug. After one of Rod's tweets entered my Twitter timeline by way of a retweet, I went to his profile and found that he and his lovely wife, Karen, hosted a podcast. One of the first episodes I listened to was when Rod and Karen were discussing the Cosby Gate scandal, and immediately I was hooked. Rod has a great sense of humor, as well as his wife, Karen, whose sweet voice can charm anyone. Thank you. TBGWT will often invite guests on their shows, and many of these guests have their podcasts of their own the three of negroes chonilla and my second my, my second favorite podcast three guys on are just a few that i have added to my podcast library after hearing them on the show subscribe if you want to hear honest and insightful points of view on some of today's current topics and become a premium member to get even more of rod and karen at their best thank you very much mm-hmm. yep we got a nerd off coming up with chris at three today I mean, never, the grind never stops people and we got some movie reviews we gotta get out too mm-hmm um <clears throat> all right now we have more of these on um on uh 
itunes mm-hmm. so let me put these in here um the first one uh i can't remember if uh we got saw this last week or not but it's can't get enough always waiting for the next episode b dogs 98 great podcast is what he says thank you sweetie if we read it twice you got (laughs) two shout outs uh tbgwt gets me through my work day by lizzie 8579 just wanted to say i love this podcast not only because rod and karen are the best but also because it is due to the wonderful guests that they have had over the year or so that i've been listening that i've discovered several other great podcasts so shout out for that as well i'm writing because i was listening while sitting at my desk and the infamous guess the race was going full throttle and even though i'd read the episode description never in my wildest dream did i imagine i would hear a story from my hometown urbana illinois what was even more hilarious was that than that was the fact that after hearing the story about the woman that killed her ex-boyfriend's puppy in the oven alex english was able to correctly guess her race is black and also swore this had had to have happened in florida that was comedy uh that was comedy go only if i didn't know exactly where it happened i would have said florida too i've been telling anyone who will listen to me that this podcast is awesome keep it up rider karen elizabeth williams thank you lizzie thank you and we appreciate you uh leaving us five star review yes black podcast royalty spaceship 524 says rider karen are brilliant critical and hilarious and simply the best podcast duo you'll ever come across this podcast is everything you can want from a show examining every aspect of society from movies to politics to sword ratchetness always with an insightful often hilarious well thought out opinion in addition to being a great podcast rod and karen are also at the center of a community of black podcasters and listeners who have formed something greater than podcasts and the people that listen to them uh but a space where black voices can be heard and celebrated a space where after a day of navigating through a world that either ignores you or wants to destroy you solely for existing you get a cathartic a cathartic cleansing in the chat or twitter speaking with like-minded people who don't make you feel crazy for thinking the way you do thank you rod and karen i didn't even say anything ratchet future supervillain or quentin oh man thank you <laughs> thank you that sweetie was, that was extremely nice uh review man yes um and that definitely is our mission you know kind of create an environment where everybody can kind of flourish right and everybody feels welcome no matter what race creed color or religion or sexuality you are telling the truth whether it's funny or not brian in china i've been listening to this podcast for over a year each time and every time i feel like i'm invited into rod and karen's living room to chill with old friends the podcast is especially meaningful because i've been living in shanghai china for the last five years so i welcome an opportunity to catch up on black culture discuss tv shows game of Thrones reviews are excellent meet new funny podcast guests and get my feel on of general ratchetness i have to say though the most important feature of this podcast is that rod and karen speak plainly and directly about what's happening in the world today over the last few years we have had a lot of tragic things in our communities rod and karen's commentary here is always incisive and honest i've just listened to the latest podcast regarding the mckinney police incident rod's points were really meaningful i will happily continue to listen and if rod and karen are interested i'm happy to pass on a lot of the unexposed ratchetness happening here in china brian uh we have so much ratchet shit happening constantly but people do email me with links to articles i may or may not use them but if you want to pass on a few mm-hmm. uh, i won't say no uh still crazy after all these years five stars by fallen seraph 125 the other day it dawned on me that i've been listening to rob and karen for the better part of three years now that's longer than any girlfriend has lasted longer than i <laughs> longer than i stuck with my major in college that's longer than i've lived at any one address since i moved out of mama's house 
uh mom's house i say all that to demonstrate that i'm not the type to continue doing anything that ceases to make me happy you guys are as karen would put it everything winky, <laughs> winky face from that time y'all had me literally crying walking around my construction site at the dude who came 800 times a day <laughs> i remember that justin was here that was a fun show. to the extreme pride and respect for another black man i felt when rod checked that clown who had some fuck shit to say about karen you guys have never ceased to deliver a funny insightful and relevant pod from an intelligent black perspective i appreciate all your hard work and will be a donator for as long as you stay yourselves if y'all switch up and get on some cool shit and all promises are null and void tie underscore says uh well you know what man i don't plan on doing any coon shit anytime soon no so hopefully uh you'll be around for a long time no as long as you know as long as uh fox news don't come around and give us the right amount of money then we'll be cooning it up now i'm not reading this next one but i do want to appreciate it miss jojo 71 sent the same one that she had on stitcher okay Uh, and we love that you know because on itunes and stitch it's like the double dose it's like 10 stars worth of reviews right there yes it is so we appreciate it and it's the exact same thing so thank you very much and she was scared that it didn't go through because sometimes it takes a couple of days but guys yeah, it if, if, he, if normally it does go through it just takes a few days yes if if the real if the real was real this will be the real five stars by beth w87 oh i have been an avid listener for about three years and my days are not complete without rod and karen all the guests are on point and only add to the show the first part to me is the flow of the conversation never stops be it serious or off the wall second place goes to guess the race great show five stars by the written one says love this show thank you very much very helpful review yeah simple y'all don't got to be wordy mm-hmm h-town says uh h-town from h-town says uh the title of this one five stars from houston bruce um finally figured out how to write this yes i'm the one who listens via hashtag downcast yeah he hit me up on twitter and was like i listen uh on downcast how can i leave a five-star review i was like on itunes it's a stitcher yeah i don't don't know know about downcast i don't know if downcast you can leave a review or not i simply can't do itunes as my episodes never sync between devices anyhow great post taste and keep up the great work at houston macro thank you very much man i appreciate the extra uh, time you took out to go to itunes and do that thank you sweetie uh, and I, everybody really because y'all don't have to do this but it mm-hmm. really does one it makes us feel great it's like you know being showered in compliments and love and <laughs> yes. shit like it really makes you feel like okay what we're doing you know people really appreciate and two it does move us up the rankings on itunes and stitcher mm-hmm. keeps us relevant uh when people are searching podcasts maybe they just put black podcast in right we'll pop and up. when they see us and they see 700 reviews and they see the vast majority of those are five stars and the vast majority of those are complimentary that's the stuff that makes people click that download and mm-hmm. that's one more subscriber one more listener and that's how you you work it you know it's not it's never gonna be a major like it's not like i'm interviewing michael jordan and then millions of people want to listen to us for three hours every day Mm-mm. but uh one person at a time is how it happens and, and y'all leaving these five-star reviews whether you're premium whether you're not premium whether you know it doesn't mm-hmm. cost money but it does cost time and i understand time is valuable yes it is so you guys doing that helps us out so much uh you will be entertained five stars by d-day 61 this is the last one give me rod and karen and you can have that other ish i have struggled with writing a well overdue five-star review for the black guy who tips i'm a perfectionist and i wanted to write the perfect review for two of the funniest and most informative people i've experienced in any entertainment platform 
my inspiration to finally post this review came from a recent five-star review by another listener who stated that this podcast changed their 20-year listening pattern i have to second that review i came to this podcast because i needed some color commentary in my life <laughs> color commentary <laughs> that's, that's what we got colored commentary not we just put a a, a extra um ed on there colored commentary that's what i call our podcast um uh i needed some color commentary in my life and google led the way what i got was an, ex- an excellently paced show which obeys no rules while being in- entertaining informative and funnier than any of the top 10 comedy podcasts i know because i've listened to them and i rarely laugh except for bill burr Roddick, yeah bill burr's come a long way man i remember when he didn't give a fuck he cares now and it Woo, i used to listen to that shit and be like come on bill you got to try he yeah. like he just like yeah you know my fucking kid uh i mean my fucking dog the other day was uh, get off of me dog i'm like the dog dead nigga? <laughs> come on i'm listening yeah you know what i think somebody finally got a hold of him it was like hey uh and it wouldn't be surprising if he started going out and touring the people's like i found you through your podcast like well he's well he's monetized it now he's working okay. with a different network like it's a bunch of stuff going okay. on okay rod and karen consistently deliver at the tbgwt other podcasts and the stale and overrated serious radio premium shows were operating in slow motion with dated news predictable commentary so i mean predictable social commentary and tired jokes tbgwt led me to other podcasts which i've subscribed to and they have become the base of daily listening i canceled my subscription to serious radio didn't need that issue anymore rod and karen shows are comedic collages of current events with a peppering of common sense golden rule social commentary um a breath of fresh air subscribe three exclamation points if you're already subscribed get a premium membership to get the best assortment of shows including the best sports show balls deep sports anywhere try them and your day will no longer be complete without them thank you man and especially for the compliment on balls d sports man we, mm-hmm. like that's something where um me and justin you know we dedicate a lot of time and effort to that and mm-hmm. then also man like a lot of times we be right but we have so much fun so right. like you like we will talk about sports and we will predict stuff but you know it, it's so much fun <clears throat> yeah y'all talk about sports in a way that's very very different um y'all do talk about numbers and stats but that's not everything that y'all talk about um and a lot of people who don't even like sports or know anything about sports have fun listening to the show because just the way y'all talk about it y'all make it funny and things like that and so uh that's one of my favorite shows off out of all the spinoff shows because you and justin just have a have a wonderful uh chemistry with each other and before you move on i want to let everybody out there to know uh if you would love to leave us a review and you was like well i hear y'all reading um itunes and stitcher reviews i don't know how to leave us a review on stitcher go to stitcher.com type in the black guy who lips and leave us a review the black guy who tips black guy who lips black guy who tips and leave us a. I got a lot of lips though but that ain't the point um but uh and leave us a review straight on the stitcher page uh because through there it posts 
uh ios devices allow you to leave in to leave you to leave a post on individual episodes but we don't see those on the main feed to leave us a review on itunes use any apple device tap into black apple tips and leave us a five star review if you do not have an apple account or any apple devices go to itunes.com you can create a site you create an account straight through itunes and leave us a five star review if you are outside of the continental united states this does include canada and or mexico <coughs> let us know so we can um read your five star reviews thank you all right we had the website we have comments on uh different uh what uh episodes episode 965 serena one again was our feedback show and we had a poll the poll was is serena the greatest of all time ladies tennis player the goat to ladies tennis player yes no not yet but she will be 89 percent of people say yes she already is uh three percent say no she is not and nine percent says not yet but she will be here's the uh comments capadonna says serena williams is close to being the greatest women's tennis player ever right now only martina navitalova and steffi graf outrank her in grand slam titles that says a lot about her as an athlete she's even better than the previous goat for ladies tennis billy jean king barring an injury she'll beat steffi graf's record for the singles grand slam titles in the next year or so and she she's been looking at she's looking she's looking a gorgeous comic book amazon like oh she's looking like a gorgeous comic book amazon while doing it that woman's as close as natural selection can get to creating she hulk or power girl hashtag black excellence uh olivia says serena williams is the goat american athlete nobody else has 20 years of dominance in their sports her achievement is unprecedented right rachel dolezal says hell yes she is listen serena is dynamite and i totally agree with karen tell them honey child those crackers have got to stop hating on her oh lord <laughs> i can't wait for tomorrow's show actually, <laughs> yeah i got a lot to i got a whole lot to say actually i kind of can wait because i actually got a lot of reading and homework oh yeah like, all this shit happens and everybody's so excited and i'm like yeah it's funny but then you gotta do the research 14 articles later i'm like fuck man i read a book on this trick right right so you have a, a good way of forming an opinion right right well not just that but because you ask all these questions and stuff <laughs> all the time <laughs> like i'm not gonna talk about it well what color was her hair in 1995 I'm like what what <laughs> the people want to know hc says three things on why i love serena other than the obvious one serena's crip walk at one of the enduring is, is at, at one of the enduring global symbols of white privilege wimbledon possibly the blackest moment in sports yep got that gift two the tennis media that hates serena used to talk about how she could have been one of the all-time greats but wasted her prime doing things like fashion that was 10 years and 12 majors ago three rob mentioned that serena wasn't pretty because she went back to the racist t- uh wasn't petty i was about to say nigga don't you ever right sorry uh she wasn't petty because she went back to that racist tournament nice gesture but she petty as hell that's some hating that same hating media crowned maria sharapova the beautiful new face of tennis after she beat serena at wilmington one year not only has serena beaten her 16 straight 16 straight times since but makes a point of dragging that poor girl when they play in the majors so the media can't ignore it the petty god yeah i guess um i guess petty isn't necessarily the right word but i just mean a certain level of maturity that i just want to give her credit because there there's like a certain fear and ptsd associated with a racist experience like that Mm -hmm. and she would have been totally justified to simply say 
i'm never going to go back there they'll never get the benefit of my presence and also i never want to deal with them again um but in a way it almost feels like they win when they run you out yeah so her going back kicking ass winning smiling gracefully and uh you know like and and just conquering that that fear conquering the fact that they can't stop her that she's like a force of nature she will always be there like that was so i don't know man that meant a lot to me yeah because most people would not do that the yeah. average person and, would and, not do and that and you couldn't have blamed her it's not like you she would have been wrong for not doing it it's right. so you know maybe petty isn't the right word but it's something about that that's just so admirable in my opinion because it just raises the bar level uh where you're just like because it's not like she said i forgive y'all she just went up in there and was just like this is my job and i'm gonna kick ass here this week too uh episode 966 comedian where we had homie alex uh english on the show yeah, a comedian. lot of people interacted on twitter they was like they love you yeah a lot of people love alex man mm-hmm. it was fun he was an awesome guest uh we've been wanting to get him off for a while wow. mm-hmm. uh here's the comments and big daddy two says yo real talk who are the Duggars target audience bigoted christians who like a little incest and lgbt hate on the side who are the people who are going to flock the stores and get the Duggar edition monopoly game somebody buy that shit yeah instead of instead of streets they're gonna have bedrooms Eep. stop by they, all they names start with j right like mm-hmm. stop by jessica's bedroom do not pass go yeah come on by jebediah's room you got caught fingering your sister do not pass duck go do not collect two hundred dollars go directly to talk to this pedophile policeman and then get get out of jail free <laughs> uh <laughs> uh prince Laron. Uh, you let know joseph is like here is a coat of multiple colors just like the multiple hands that will child molest her mm-hmm uh prince Laurent says what the fuck is p diddy talking about i will never understand how every black person has to take respo- responsibility for black on black crime in 2013 there were 2245 black on black murders and the black population was around 40 million that means 99.9944 percent of black people uh has never killed another black person so how about we make a new rule that only the other 0.0056% are not allowed to use hashtag Black Lives Matter. Also, I need to see evidence of black people being in favor of black-on-black crime because I've never seen it. And in the interest of of fairness or pettiness, there were 2,509 white-on-white murders that, that year. As it pertains to Chad Hanks, I, can't, uh, guarantee, I can guarantee that he is highly selective of his use of nigga. I've never met a white person that will step into any environment and use nigga freely. They checked the temperature of the room first. A friend took me some, uh, me, some other black students to a small party near Boston College and he warned us that some of the frat bros used, used like to say nigga. He was at the party for two hours and I didn't hear the word. Uh, we was at the party for two hours. I didn't hear the word once. Uh, and then he killed a link to the source for his homestead statistics. EVE says, I'd like to point out that Mike Huckabee is a steaming putrid pile of pig vomit. Oh. 
while he's standing so hard for the duggers and pointing out the inadequate parenting skills of black people including the first family right his own son avoided a cruelty to animal charge because he used his influence as governor to make sure there was no investigation he even later fired a state attorney for not assisting in the cover-up of course this so-called christian has denied it but there's no denying his son hung and, mur- and murdered a stray dog so i asked what are mike huckabee's parenting skills seems to me like he's raising the next dimer as for chris brown that dude ain't shit he was never shit and will never be shit it's one thing to make mistakes and own up to them, but this deadbeat stays fucking up. I just hope that sweet little baby of his grows up to have more sense than her ain't shit daddy. Yeah, I, you know it's funny, man. I, you know, I was listening to Firestarter and they were, t- you know, like they've been kind of reasonable about Chris Brown, I think, for years. But it was just a funny moment because Tone just had to be like yo man maybe he just this is who he is and i was right. like you know as someone who like don't fuck with chris brown i was like yes finally the nigga ain't shit he ain't ever 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 been shit right he has no interest in being shit Mm-mm. who knows about the chicken or the egg what i know is he hit that girl right and then that was the first sign that he wasn't shit but we didn't know him before that Mm-mm. you know we saw him singing about Dominic gum that don't mean we knew him he could have mm. been a dick his whole life right uh Craddigan says swordfish ratchetness you done changed the game and hc says i know the official tbgwt stance on parenting for the internet but if we woke up one morning to a video of tom hanks shaving the top of chat's head i might be willing to make an exception oh lord go all the way with it too and have spielberg standing behind the camera with rita wilson yelling how he's no thug and that's why they named him chet let me tell you something man i saw a trailer for tom hanks's newest movie about the cold war or some shit and the only thing i could think about was his son be saying nigga like that's the reason they gotta cut him off they gotta get him done because it's affecting the way i look and i know it's not just me the way a lot of people probably look at his daddy like nigga your, your kid be saying nigga right right and 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 my this is my whole point is that they was trying to be nice by telling you to stay out social media. He he's ignoring them. Guess what? You don't have to have access. You know that that room and shit you tow up. They probably gonna pay for that because odds are you don't have the money. What fucking career do you have? So like it's one of them things where where legally your parents can look at you and say you're grown since you don't want to obey by the 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 few rules that we have we're cutting you off like they can literally say cut him off from all his source of money all his source of income everything and say make it on your own because we can't have you destroying our name because you don't know how to behave yourself because if we're such a (coughs) because this is the thing if 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 it's a generational thing well then let me take me and my old ass benjamin franklin's and go on somewhere else and you make some brand new ones then um yep yeah. is rich homie Quan a rapist was the poll because he had another song leak where he's talking about raping somebody yeah he probably is nah it's just music 83 percent of our audience says yeah he probably is 17 percent think it's just music jay full says i think rich homie is a rapist because his defense of his lyrics was stupid heard him on hip-hop nation on series talking about he's too small to rape a woman which leads me to believe that if you poll the women who he slept with, you're likely to find some sex under some murky sex circumstances, right. if not flat out unreported rape. Olivia says, 
it's well documented that if a survey asks a person have you ever raped someone that every respondent will answer no however if you ask someone questions like this some respondents within the same group that said no to the answer to rape will answer yes right one have you ever attempted unsuccessfully to have intercourse with an adult by force or threat of force two have you ever had sexual intercourse with someone who did not want you to because they were they were too intoxicated to resist uh given that yes he's definitely a rapist he just doesn't think what he's doing is right right because i think he might think it is because he be saying he gonna rape him yeah people you know what i mean like it don't even be on some like put molly in her drink i didn't she didn't know this shit is like and i'm a raper and you're like what that's not cool no it's not and and a lot of that goes back to we talked about it before people don't know truly know the definition of rape so when you say are you have you been raped or have you uh committed rape most people are gonna say no but then if you turn around and you start asking more individual questions the answer changes but it's still rape people it's still rape but because rape has such a bad um stigma to it and you know people victims don't want to be victims of it and people that do the shit don't want to be labeled as rapists because then that means your behavior has to change you know people try to cover the shit up uh episode 967 where we reviewed uh them thrones mm-hmm. uh with uh ray Sadi of the three of negroes podcast and of course justin was here yes um <clears throat> the title was uh the roast of shireen uh so he had some comments he he wrote just shy says really y'all that is the name of the elk <laughs> record prize says well goddamn at the show title Emil says, first of all, y'all ain't shit for that episode title. <laughs> Second, I hope th- I have to hope you're wrong about Jon Snow. After this season, which has been characterized by misery at all levels, we need something redeeming. Last season, our redemption was Tyrion killing his daddy and escaping and Arya making her way to the free city of Braavos in the final episode. Here's what we have seen so far this season. Sansa on a regular rape cycle. Barristan Selmy getting killed and Grey Worm incapacitated. Danny's Richard Brimmer thir- three in uh, Iraq uh, level of governance of Marine culminating in her fleeing on her loyalists. The introduction of pedophilia. Introduction? Mm-hmm, that's been happening. Uh, don't forget, uh, it counts that um, Cersei was fucking Lancel when he was still the squire uh, to King Robert. That boy wasn't of age and the burning and she fucked them after jamie have get went missing the burning of shireen at the stake let's think about that for a minute a child was burned at the stake on the off chance her daddy might benefit from spilling of royal blood even for game of thrones some fucked up shit oh you mean the show that burned two farmers kids that were innocent and didn't even know what was going on and pretended that they were brand and, and rick on yeah the show ain't never been shit you ain't this season is no less or more shit than the other seasons. All of them ain't shit, okay? It's an ain't shit show. <laughs> You've been watching ain't shit the show talk about some, well, I can't believe they took it there. It's been there. We've <laughs> never left there. No, we haven't. It, we have only, Westeros is there. If we look at a map, it's a big ass just, you are here. It will say you are there. And that, and it's all of Westeros. Maybe I'm misremembering past season, but this one seems more heartbreaking than previous ones. That said, based on all that has happened, I'm hoping the writers don't give us a canard Omar situation. Rest in peace, Omar Little, the trailer stick up kid in TV history. Yeah, I was thinking about, well, I, let me finish this. Maybe just maybe the noble bastard will, will Jon Snow will prevail 
if he dies i'm going to stop watching this fucking show until it returns for season six of course thanks for the recaps guys Vala magulis emil here's the thing i was thinking you know how i think it was a amon uh who told john snow to kill the boy mm-hmm. kill like you have to kill the boy john snow mm-hmm. what if that also is turns out to be prophetic and he has to kill ollie you know i think instead of ollie killing him what if he gets a situation where the, he has to kill ollie because ollie won't let that shit go you know i think he's gonna have to because i because I, the man ollie be me mugging the fuck out of him right. like he just disapproves of everything he does and i'm not trying to be funny you can't have somebody at your side in your meetings just constantly questioning every decision that you make like that right eve writes in a few observations from the last episode i still think john snow is going to die way too much foreshadowing i also think marcella or tommen is going to die in the next episode making the witch's prophecy come true Cer- well both of them need to die really to make it come true cersei was stupid to send jamie to dorn one because he's her only ally two because dorn is the safest place for marcella well at the time she didn't know remember she got a threat that basically said they would die you know um it was a threat that to her to her daughter i think danny will save her friends courtesy of drogon and of course lionel richie was behind that ambush i actually wouldn't be surprised if dario had something to do with it either he was pushing way too hard to become danny's husband i never thought i'd say this but i actually agree with justin i'm totally shipping Tyrion and masandi <laughs> okay sure gray worm has her on lock now but when it's time for her to get the d what the hell is gray worm going to do for that tender young thing fingers and tongue can only satisfy but for so long <clears throat> as always your your damn thrones recap was excellent uh and by the way would you say that to um you know what about women that are lesbians or you know uh you know not maybe not everybody need the same things as always your damn thrones recap was excellent it always gets me to see things from a different angle and pick up on things i may have missed i'm so going to miss this show until next season that and the fact that i can guarantee you all the fucking they be doing and all the prostitutes somebody somewhere got some sex toys some strap-ons or something right prince of king says stannis is a pos man he's not a flaying rapist though so he is the lesser of two evils i guess also they some hating ass niggas at the wall they looked at the wildlands like black kids at pool parties after this episode i hope the mother of dragons gets some type of tsa program for the city y'all were setting former slaves next to their old slave owners and expecting shit not to pop off they weren't checking for gold mask at the door gray worm still in the hospital and can't just give up on the search for them shaking my head aj the engineer says i had a couple questions for y'all going into the finale one cersei cut off the meister as he was saying there's a way out what do you think he meant she cut him off with the answer confess right said there's another way out and she said confess never so right that was that was her answer Mm-mm. two do you think sansa has tried to get more information out of reek theon while ramsey has been away no i mean i just i think they showed that scene with her getting information and that's the scene mm-hmm. you know so that's really all you needed and i still like standards but i'm worried that the fire lady ain't that good at predicting the future how does she not see the ramsey attack great episode of recap i'm glad i finally watched all the episodes was able to listen to them thrones live this year yeah it's a good move mm-hmm. and the poll was uh who would you rather see win the north stannis or the boltons 
75 percent still going with standards after he burned his kid 25 percent say the boltons jw says damn it stannis here's what's frustrating i can't even say he messed up with that decision is it terrible hell yeah it's terrible but he was in a no-win situation and melisandre what melisandre has come through before he would not have done this if ramsey hadn't destroyed his camp but since he did at least this way there's a possibility for everyone to follow him to not down the snowy king's road in theory they have no food and only a few horses if they try to go back to the wall they die if they stay there they die if they get to winterfell and lose to the boltons because their siege weapons were destroyed they die and get flayed including shireen because we know how they do but the only way Stannis can redeem himself now is in the sacrifice is if the sacrifice works when they take winterfell kill the boltons and then kill melisandre publicly it's hard to even try and justify what he did but it seems he felt the burden of bringing all those soldiers who have families themselves out here to certain death because of his ambitions and apparently burning shireen was the only way out Stannis faced the most difficult decision so far in this entire series and they better beat those these boltons but it would be a bittersweet victory that would change him forever hopefully enough to make him realize melisandre needs to be dealt with i mean what person will make a better sacrifice than melisandre herself but all in all the moral of the story is don't bring your family out on a two-week march into a snowstorm i don't think nothing will happen to melisandre tell you that right now Mm -hmm. and i don't think if something does happen he won't be the one to do it she nope it'll be somebody else yeah he will leave in her that's like he gave up all his old gods for her and burned all his old priests and shit he like he in for a penny in for a pound at this point i appreciate his dedication i would have burned that little skelly motherfucker up too oh lord jasmine simone says fuck stannis i hear you i hear you there's a lot of emotions about him 968 black people can't swim literally they won't let us swim y'all oh, right they had some comments a poor engineering student says you yo that cat gotta die because there was a cat that a guy had to call 911 on because mm-hmm. it went fucking hormonal on him and he couldn't do shit yep chelsea says that motherfucker rode in there like he was in an episode of reno 911 <laughs> <laughs> he did he barreled his ass on the scene like i was like what the fuck is this <clears throat> he's talking about that uh officer mm-hmm. at the pool party <laughs> he rolled in like this said action anonymous says the fact that those kids live in the subdivision has to be stressed these weren't barbaric invaders i grew up in fort walton beach florida area during the 80s and the 90s well after jim crow the swimming pools were mysteriously closed for the black residents we even had a nigger beach white folks care less than that our parents paid rent there or that it was a public beach we had cops called on us as well white folks lose their natural minds when blacks try to share the damn pool thank you for sharing your experience growing up i can relate uh this person who a bunch of numbers says i'm right here with you um karen i i can't believe that i actually agree with something mark Furman said when case Boat first had that girl pinned to the ground he was kneeling on her inner thigh the pain must have been incredible in a shorter video taken from the other direction you can see it clearly voice dripping with sarcasm talk radio douchebag said he didn't show up to a tea party well since you bringing up tea parties if it were a tea party event it would be all white people and most of them would be carrying loaded guns ar-15s 
uh, including ar-15s and the cops will be totally comfortable in their ease around them so black and brown teens in swimwear are threatening while angry white men carrying loaded guns are no problem uh did you put the hands up emoji note cash c-a-c-h-e is pronounced like cash oh okay all right cash all right cool, cool. Kyle says, at this point, I'm more upset at the cops who don't do anything about their loose cannon buddies than the dirty cops. I don't think people realize that these cops can move up in the ranks like everyone else. Jonathan says, <clears throat> white people are really touchy about their pools. When I was at about five or six, my family went to Disney World and stayed at a nearby hotel with the pool. There was a heat wave and naturally we went down to go swimming. The white people at the pool were screaming and yelling at us, saying they didn't want niggers in the water. Damn. I believe, uh, but people fail to realize just because the quote-unquote times have changed things don't change and guess what else don't change people don't change but that's how they got us over here in the water not that i don't care nothing about that so, uh, <laughs> uh my dad tried to talk to them instead of beating them up after a few minutes in the heat i just jumped in the water those racist assholes flew from the water like jaws just showed up and there was only one white boy and his mom that stayed in the pool. My brother and I hung out with the white kid for the whole trip. The best part was swimming in our private pool for the rest of vacation. Right. Good. Ruin that trip. Fuck you. No other white people got into the pool while we were there. Megan Kelly on Fox needs to examine her life. If Mark, I'll frame any nigger Furman is the rational, least racist white person in the conversation with more than one white person, there's a problem. Yeah, it is aj the engineer says great episode y'all i finally had that talk with my friends about the mckinney video and damn i am pissed both my friends college educated black men kept saying a group of kids shouldn't have rushed the officer i kept arguing that a cop shouldn't be should be able to stay calm against a teenager but they didn't want to hear it i also kept on bringing up the fact that the cop was only focused on a certain color of teenager but they brushed that off too saying the kids didn't live in the neighborhood I know black folks don't think the same thing, but when you have a part of black population, 13%, agreeing with the bullshit, I don't know how we're going to ever get through these issues and progress. I thought I was going crazy until I heard y'all's opinions. Thanks for breaking down the video so well. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, man. That was one of those videos I definitely did not want to watch, but I'm glad we did it for the show and you know, for people to kind of hear our take on it. Mm-hmm. I do it because I love y'all. Because if I ain't love y'all and I had to do it on my own time, nope. Now, we have a rare poll with no comments. Do you understand the point of the Emma Sokowitz date rape video? And that was uh, the lady who carried the mattress around at, mm-hmm. I think it was Columbia University. And then she went next level and made a sex tape. But the sex tape is like depicting kind of a, a, a date rapey ass situation. Uh, so did you understand the point of the video? Because I'm not going to lie. I watched the video. I read her statement. I still don't know what, what I was supposed to get from it. I, I'm being dead serious. Because her thing was like, that's not a rape. So am I not the perfect victim? I was like, I don't want to argue. I think that everyone has a right to their art and freedom of expression. Please don't hurt me. Uh, yes, I, I you understood the point. 33% of the audience understood pretty much. And I was in the, I'm not going to lie, I'm in the 67%. I didn't get it i tried and nobody seemed to want to explain it because nobody left a comment so okay well i'm uh the option you didn't have didn't watch the video yeah okay that's fine uh i tried to get on the people that watched it to 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 vote but i probably should have left that as a category too um transracial is episode 969 jesus 
could we have been a little bit more clairvoyant <laughs> right right we did it like the damn same day that you know that's probably why we did the show at midnight we had to be <laughs> we had Good to be breaking grief. news because <laughs> within hours all this shit all this shit hit the fan so many people was hitting me up on twitter like you called it i was like called oh, what? what right like what's happening because i didn't know what was going on An offhanded joke turned into this um so we got some comments on transracial episode 969 uh amani says <laughs> midnight show y'all the real mvps but on the real don't feel guilty about taking vacations and breaks when y'all need it we appreciate the content and the hard work that goes into it but as much as we love the show we love the king and queen more oh for sure amani she's oh yeah and fuck chat hayes mm. kate Sherell says uh irt the white female detained by police she is grace stone a friend of the girl who was attacked by the racist white women when she tried to tell the police what really happened they put her in cuffs for more details oh so basically they would the officer was like i arrested a white woman too y'all but it turns out she's the white woman who was defending the black girls Mm -hmm. so did you really (laughs) right Kyle says mariah carey sound like the smokers on those anti-smoking commercials now i know her mother was shaking her head at that new song being mariah's former vocal coach and all anonymous says first y'all are the best also how bad do you have to piss off your parents so they out you as white well we'll talk about that tomorrow mm-hmm. prince of king says anyone notice how chat alone wants to say nigga on Insta- only wants to say nigga on instagram i have yet to hear him say it out loud which lets me know he how how he knows he is wrong the tv show about lucifer should stay on he feared god too so i don't see the problem he was just tired of being number two great episode like always though keep up the good work and i feel like chet hayes did say nigga i just didn't play it but um i won't say he had an instagram video um saying nigga um yeah he he had a rap video um he, he, he gonna fuck up his money man like i don't think he realized like his parents can be like all right build your own career make your own money make your own wealth because i'm like you this shit gonna start affecting his daddy's dollars because people are going to begin to question you know why ain't you telling your son that this is not cool and i guarantee you they're probably telling him that but he's ignoring the fuck out of them they kind of being nice by like look dog stay off of social media you know i got a whole social media team like you know let somebody else handle your accounts and he just keeps be like uh-uh, I'm, a, I'm a i'm my own man and you know what being your own man means getting off of your mom and daddy's tits and they money make your own shit yeah <clears throat> like he grew up in a situation where he was you know where he could talk about yeah. how much uh you know he struggled and needs to fucking you know come on now it's hard as his parents worked you know what i'm saying because tom hanks been in been around for years and have and has worked with you know people of all colors all right just had a somalian movie come on doll you can't be doing this bullshit yeah i know he had a song it was called it's called well yeah here's him saying it look i know the majority of y'all are not going to get this because the history is still so fresh in our country but hip-hop isn't about race it's about the culture you identify with. And can't no one tell me what I can't say. Look, I know the majority of y'all are not going to get this. Because the history is still so fresh. Oh, so he didn't even say it. But hip-hop 
isn't about race it's about the culture you so even then he wouldn't come out and say it right and i guarantee mm. you he's he's making so many ways i guarantee you somebody gonna ask his daddy in a public platform about it like they like it's gonna get to the point where the question is gonna come up to his daddy not because his daddy wants to fucking answer it but because it's a question <coughs> on everybody's mind do you condone your son's behavior like do you and he's gonna be, gonna have to be like no i don't and here's the song <laughs> My bitch, she fuck with bitches too. Showed her how we live and now she not fucking with you. Ain't my nigga, bitch, we got the juice. Posted smoking, don't relax and let these bitches chew. Got my bitch, she fuck with bitches too. Showed her how we live and now she not fucking with you. Are you niggas, bitch, we got the juice. Swagger off the road, smoking in the car. I hit him with the joke, like Kobe when I show, like Reggie when I ride. My nigga shoot for fun, I need an extra line. I fuck her next run. She says she wants some day, so I'ma slang it proper. Bitch got no sense, but all about a dollar. One time she ain't got a daddy. I'ma be a papa. I texted her to Addie. Told her bring the condoms one time. Cause I already fucked with a other friend. Now the white boy fucking with a other friend. So, you definitely said the N-word like a couple times in there. And <clears throat> the poll was, should we do away with tipping in the food service industry? Yes, just pay them more money. No, keep the tipping system the way it is. 82% of people said, get rid of it. Let's pay, pay your service more and we don't have to worry about tipping right and, and my thing is it's less stressful for the people coming to the place like honestly for some people the whole concept of tipping is stressful i, I just think a lot of people like holding it over people's heads of course 18 percent said keep it where it is i ain't trying to find it because they're asses and yeah. a lot of times because the, a lot of people who vote like that not everybody that vote like that never worked in the food industry they don't understand that people get paid below minimum wage and that your tips compensate for the rest like it's like you have no empathy and sympathy for these people you know because most people don't work out at work in these jobs like how would you like if you go on your job and your boss put five dollars in front of you be like you know what if you don't meet your quota today or i don't like your attitude or if you don't do this do that i'm gonna gradually take it away from you you'll be fucking livid put put yourself in their situations and your attitude would change and of course uh we have one com uh, 18 percent said no keep it the way it is olivia says tipping in my opinion exists for two reasons one to shift the cost of fairly paying workers from businesses to consumers and two to make people who get off on having money feel like they own their server for a short period of time tipping facilitates sexual harassment racial microaggressions against both servers and customers and wage theft in the form of improperly divided tips is nonsense and it should end i agree a dude named Jay Porter operated The Linkery, a tipless restaurant in San Diego from 2006 to 2013, and wrote about the experience from a business owner's perspective on his blog, jayporter.com. He said one of the weirdest things he observed after implementing this system wasn't that people complained about the addition of a flat service charge. It was that restaurant's refusal to allow people to tip beyond the service fee, even if they wanted to. Mr. Porter said a certain small number of very vocal men, and it was always men who were vocal about it, resented that they were not letting them try to exercise additional control over our team members. That basically says it all. And then a link to the story. Yeah. 
well, that's what i believe too all right let's go to voicemails uh we got a bunch of these hey rod and karen this is jada um i know i'm a little bit behind the shows but um i just wanted to make a comment about the lady who uh put her stepson on facebook with the george jefferson haircut um yeah i totally agree with what you said rod about um she is probably the same person who will put this out on facebook but then will be the same person who gets mad and curses everybody out about why you in my business or don't tell me how to, you know, parent my kids. Um, even though I'm kind of a little bit younger in the millennial generation, I'm 26, I've never just been too big of a fan of, you know, social media. I kind of do it a little bit, and it's great to, like, stay in touch with people, but sometimes I kind of really don't like it because of situations like this where it just seems like people are putting things out there on the Internet forever that really don't need to be for everybody's, you know, eyes and opinion. I mean, another point that I would like to add to what you said, Rod, is that, I mean, this is a 12-year-old kid, and hopefully he will, you know, change his life around and start doing better in school, not smoking anymore, you know. But it's like that will forever be on the Internet. Like even when you take – people don't think about it. Even when you take stuff off your page – Somebody has probably, like, shared it or retweeted it, saved it to their own phone, and sent it out to people, like, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? So, to me, once you put something out there on the Internet, it's forever circulating. So, I really don't agree with this type of parenting because, you know, hopefully your kid learns from their mistake, right, and does better. But that will forever be out there. So, you never know, like, how something's going to come back up if, you know, they're applying for a job or, you know, or something like that or whatever, and somebody sees this. You know, and people will have preconceived notions about them. So, I mean, it's for parents and also just for people who personally put crazy stuff out there about themselves, I would just wish that people would rethink twice about what they put on the Internet because it could follow you for the rest of your life, you know. But, again, um, guys, love the show and can't wait to hear the feedback. All right. Thank you, Jada. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I agree, <clears throat> obviously. Um the parody for the internet shit that's one of the other repercussions that people don't talk about it lasts forever you can't you can't ever um you know unpull that trigger right uh next voicemail black guy with his nation what's going on traffic man what up hey, traffic Rob, man, man I, I see larry Wilmore stole your uh segue uh musical intro from uh what's that that show called um CSI Miami to segue into his joke, man. I, I think you need to get in contact with the person you know on the show, man, and get your credit due. <laughs> all right? That's all I got for now. Travis, man, out. Peace. Good show. Keep it up. Oh, man. Um, first of all, thank you for calling from the middle of the freeway again. Yes. Uh, to be consistent with that. Uh, and then second of all, man, I mean, I can't say he stole that bit. I mean, I've definitely heard other people do the Horatio, you know, says a one-liner, put on some shades, and then play the uh, theme song thing before. So, uh, and, and honestly, man, one of the things I like about the minority, I mean, the minority report, one of the things I like about the nightly show is that they clearly are influenced by a lot of the, like, black voices already out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the black podcast spear and stuff uh, definitely has an effect over Somebody there. Somebody pays attention. So, that's, yeah, it's dope, man. Uh, next voicemail. Rod and Karen. My name is Mia Boykins. I'm actually listening to your podcast 
That's what I said. Sorry about that, guys. I'm listening to your podcast now. I actually got put on by my boyfriend. He's a really big fan, and I have some very interesting things to talk about in the city of New Orleans regarding work that I do with the youth and the scholarship fund that I started at Spelman and things that I've done internationally so I could spread awareness. Oh, I'm supposed to be leaving a review. Well, with that being said, the show is great. I've learned a lot. I love discussing everything that with uh, my boyfriend that you all discussed from race and politics and Serena, Serena Williams and everything that you all talk about. It's just, it opens my mind and the audience's mind, and I'm so happy to have you. Um, I, I'm going to leave a review on iTunes, too. But uh, if you want to email me so that we can talk more, my email is m for oh i don't want to i'm only stopping because i don't know if the audience needs to get your email right I mean, that might be personal yeah. yeah and you can email us the blackouts at gmail.com yes yeah, sweetie so we, we're not we, i don't know if you say anything beyond that point but yeah you know <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want your boyfriend getting mad because right. you know folks get to emailing right uh next voice and thank you for calling next thank you sweetie home. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is You Ain't Got the Answer, and I'm going to use my real government name because I feel so strongly about this topic. My name is Ada, and I live in Houston, Texas, and the McKinney situation hit really close to home because my best friend lives in McKinney, and before I even start with all of that, I'm anti these mini suburbs where Certain black people feel like, oh, I'm not really a nigga if I move over here and I'm going to be the exception to the rule and I'm going to not be um, discriminated against because now I live in McKinney, fancy-ass McKinney, and nobody's going to mistreat my kids. No one's going to mistreat my parents. Everything's okay. That's the problem that I have with black people thinking that they're better than other black people because they move in these fuck-ass suburbs that... Really, you can rent houses over there. The same way you can rent a house in Houston for $800, you can do the same there. Okay. So, sorry about that little rant. But I just, I, I, I don't like this new black. I'm fancy. And if I wear my pants a certain way and if I do a certain thing, that people aren't going to discriminate against me. And that's just not the case. And McKinney is a prime example of all the other suburbs in Dallas. McKinney is right outside of Dallas. So, it's like, like a little, little mini suburb. It's next to Plano and all these other little cute areas. And like I told my best friend, you're no better than anybody else, and they're not going to treat you. They don't know that you have a degree when they pull you over. They don't know that you're educated. They don't give a fuck that you're educated, most importantly. And they don't care that your kids are a student. So what happened in McKinney is not something new. Every time I go to McKinney, we have the same problem there all the time with discrimination, whether it's at Starbucks or it's at the Kroger or at Barnes and Nobles, whatever the situation is, discrimination is very prevalent out there because I believe that they don't want us there. They don't. And they're not excited about us being educated and trying to create this mini um, environment and leaving South Dallas and leaving all these other areas to prove to them that we're not like all of our other quote unquote um, 
friends and family members when in actuality we're just the fuck the same. And I really, like, it burns me up inside because people really feel like it can't happen to me. And, oh, I'm the exception to the rule. When in actuality, they don't really care. Like she said, go back to your Section 8 housing. She doesn't even know what's going on with those children, and she still treated them like they weren't shit. She didn't know if their parents were doctors and lawyers, but she didn't give a shit in the same breath. So I wanted to thank you guys for tackling the issue like you always do and opening up the eyes of all these other bougie, new black-ass people and letting them know you're no different than the rest of us. You're still a nigga in the coop. You're no better than everybody else. And hopefully it'll open their eyes as well as ours and just make us all come together and unify instead of separating ourselves and moving out to these places that don't accommodate our children. Oh, sorry. I feel like I rambled on for like two minutes. But thank you guys again. And I'm going to call her and let her know she needs to get the hell up out of there. (laughs) All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I don't blame anybody for wanting to move to a better situation or get to a place where they feel like they're gonna be treated, you know, better or more fairly. Obviously that's a goal for every American, every person. You you want your kids to get the best shot, you want to live in a neighborhood that you where you're surrounded by people that either like minded or at least uh you know leave you alone to a certain extent uh and i actually kind of hate these reminders that that sometimes no matter how far you come a lot of people just aren't gonna get past your skin color right and you know i'm not interested in having the you know the discussion about like well what are the black people doing to that like nah you shouldn't you know see black people and then go i'm gonna call the cops you know cops shouldn't show up and see black people and go they're all criminals you know it's it's like a a a big slippery slope and everybody's on it um i personally didn't run into too many people saying there was anything wrong that the kids did but it seems like that's been a big experience from the person that wrote in earlier said it and now you like it seems like there's been some black people apparently that think those kids were in the wrong somehow i think just existing and being there yeah i can't even relate to that type of mentality and i definitely wouldn't keep it around me no because i've been that child just been somewhere just you're not fucking with nobody you're not doing anything wrong you belong there this is where you're supposed to be and it's a problem being where you're supposed to be and the biggest thing that irritates the fuck out of me is when people say they don't belong there it's like they got most of the children fucking live there and that got glossed over a lot by the media that the children lived in the neighborhood right they just some people saw their skin color and went y'all don't there's no way you could belong in a place where i'm at right uh next voicemail Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Tina. Um, long time, long time. I'm calling um, after your transracial uh, podcast, part one, because I know you've done part two, because Twitter just blew up. I just want to say, wow. I, I just cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. But, Rod, I just want to hear your remix of, you ain't got a lot, my cracker. You ain't got a lot to kick it. <laughs> I really need to know what is going on. Like, for real, everything but the burden, right? 
And the sad thing is there's so many women that literally are rendered invisible and they are black. Um, and she gets super duper duper card. Oh, but on the other end, dear brother, dear brother and dear sister. Um, <laughs> I'm really going to be interested to see how many people try to jack your word transracial. And let me just raise my hand up and say, um, yeah, I want to write something about it and do a conference paper. So I may be contacting you, please to interview you. Because now you are going to go down in the academic canon. And all of the bourgeois, the Greek Negroes, will be presenting on transracial blah, blah, blah. And there will be articles and panels and all these awesome little things. And they got to give you credit. they got to give you credit. So watch out. There's blood in the water with the shark. Anyway, love you guys. I'm on summer break. I'm like, you know, teaching these children. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, guys. Looking forward to uh, tomorrow's show. Like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Got to hear it. All right. Um, all right. So, we, like I said, we'll talk about uh, Rachel Lozatal or whatever her name it is tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, the transracial thing was so funny because so many people hit me up like, oh, my God, Rod, they, they, this person just – started a meme with transracial transracial is trending across america Transracial. i was like what the fuck happened because i took a nap and i woke up to this so it wasn't like i i didn't oh, yeah. know Roger i wasn't was there when it popped off i woke up and my mentions were flooded with people being like you did it and i was like i did what <laughs> like um secondly I, it was an offhanded joke about chet hanks using nigga and how that how whack that is and like maybe we're not supposed to be offended because he's the first transracial person that is white that identifies as black and so we who are we to tell him what he can and can't say that was a complete joke i thought the absurdity of it would be apparent but then when i saw people defending this lady by saying transracial and comparing it to being transgender like we'll get into it tomorrow but god damn what is wrong with the world yeah, it's not the same. Yo, can't sleep for three hours. Wake, wake up, everybody lost their yeah, goddamn mind. He was exhausted. Anyway, and then we got one last voicemail from Tina again. Right, I can. Tell me why. This is Tina again. Stalker. Tell me why I'm like the sure, mama. Hold on, I had to stop it real quick. Why does she sound just like Nick Jew right then? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right, I can. Tell me why. This is Tina again. Tell me why I'm like the door, mama. I'm like, please don't ban me. Tell me why I woke up thinking, oh my god, I'm about to get a new, it's about to be on, about to have some special podcast, and I realized it was Friday, and you don't work because you need one day off, my sister and my brother. <laughs> this saying I'm um, back to the racial thing. It is still trending. It's going down. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing one of you guys on NBSC. One of these networks. But um, oh, no. I just want to say, oh, no. I, I think it's funny that people are also critiquing her for teaching um, classes on blackness because I'm going to be with you. I also teach African American studies, and there are plenty of white folks who are teaching it. That a professor is teaching African American studies, which is kind of its own type of um, issue because many of the blacks do not want to teach African American studies. And, um, you know, I can give you an example. When I teach these classes, there's not a lot of us in there. So, but her pretending, performing, acting completely oblivious, 
problematic appropriation in the 1815 um, hemisphere. And um, I'm just thinking about, you know, did people really not know? Because there's some type of legibility, um, some type of acceptance and exoticness about her performance, I think, that made her attractive to some of the places that she was working. But I could be reaching. I don't know. I'm tired. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. That was just too much for my spirit. You going to kill your child? I was like, can somebody please call me back? Can somebody do something? I mean, damn. Is this what we're doing? For real? We're burning? We're burning people up? And he's like, well, you know, I have to do what I got to do. Do you? Is that what you have to do? You sacrificing people? Lucius? Lucius, is that what you're doing? <laughs> anyway, you know, I love, love, love your show. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Let's go on the 50 hours. So I can use that um, on my next trip. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Oh, Sister Karen, Feminist Tower. I'm out. <laughs> I ain't got to lie. This is in my cracker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for the record, like uh Friday I I do work, but we had to do the premium show for Balls Deep. And Karen was on this one, man. We had a good time. We had a great time. Justin actually had to Skype in. He, he I I played sick last week and now he played sick this week, man. We played through injury. I know. And also I don't think I invented the term transracial. I believe uh it's been used before i just wasn't aware of it and i haven't you know because i would not think that is a thing um and it's you know it's funny that it seems to only flow one way right when white people want to visit someone else's culture it's transracialness you can't you can't do the other other way you can't be like i'm really a white person on the inside they're like nigga get in the back of the police car like we told you uh all right here's here's the emails and uh, phone lines are open 704-557-0186 that's 704-557-0186 rob w uh rob w writes in veggie eggs what up just wanted to point out there to point something out there to think about with egg substitute perception is crazy fam think about it you think plant-based eggs sound gross but is it any less stomachable than dead chicken fetus hmm they good i crack it air i crack them and scramble them up and put them on top of my sausage biscuit yeah you forget we are the eugenics elite i eat a dead baby in a heartbeat i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. it's dead what i could give zero fucks about that i'm pro i'm pro choice uh even for chicken eggs it may be because i'm vegan but you know just something to point out love y'all love you too Rob. i love you too and i'm glad and you're I'm, vegan yep and i'm gonna go eat a ham egg and cheese sandwich just for you as soon as we get off the show transracial lauren writes in told you i didn't invent this transracial is a thing it has been for a while people are weird in all kinds of ways this gawker article has gives a pretty good summary um now i think she sent this before the rachel yes before this rachel woman so maybe she wouldn't i don't know yeah uh let's see from other kin to trans ethnicity your field guide to the weird world of tumblr identity politics uh and it's very fucking long so i definitely can't read this but some of this shit is like trans werewolf and shit no shit fictives type there's look man i'm not telling you what you can and cannot be but you but no you can't just be like i'm right i didn't <laughs> i'm asian yeah people have <laughs> like, a fucking fit but for some reason with us we're supposed to goddamn accept that fuck you yeah 
uh not fuck you lauren but no 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 not fuck you lauren yeah Yeah. no not this that wasn't towards you that was for the mother folks uh five-star review jamel right says stitcher be tripping man i left five-star reviews this week you were out sick and i wanted the feedback show to be longer than 30 minutes lol anyway stitcher never posted so i went back today and uh the post said and i quote you already submitted a review so whatever man here's your five-star review to the brothers who tips they got the funny no it's actually funny i listen to a lot of podcasts start listening to various shows on stitcher and tune in radio looking for politics and funny what makes tbg so good oh you know what check your email address that you use on stitcher right sometimes sometimes it, it, it not sometimes every time it will email you and say you need to approve this this um right this review that you submitted and once you click that it'll post anyway what makes tbgwt so good is that it's a better version of every podcast that i listen to politics they're really political or funny ratchet news they're ratchet and funny show reviews game of thrones and walking dead they are knowledgeable and funny sports i know nothing about sports but i can now hold my own for five to six minutes in a sports conversation Woo-hoo! the only podcast they can they don't do a topic on that is like a podcast about the matrix but that seemed to be too old school for them so maybe i'll start that podcast myself what you gonna do one podcast about the matrix how many shows can you get off of that topic uh so as you can see tbgwt rider can just plain funny i got hooked on the first show now make that now make that a sandwich my my point lol thank you very much thank um, you and let's see we got uh do a barrel roll walter writes in here's some sound advice for the family whenever you are unsure what decision in life whether if if you want to buy that sundress or you want to fuck somebody do a barrel roll wherever you are at that minute deciding if you want to go out of work go to work or not today do a barrel roll a barrel roll will keep you from doing dumb stuff if you do something dumb after that you can't blame anyone else but your own dumb ass thank you for the show you two that shit have me be having me crying at the job the commentary is always on fleek peace niggas and keep barrel rolling <laughs> we will demacio right said master's class online classes hi rod and karen loved your dialogue and support for serena last week she is a superhero fuck the haters the one consistent thing i've noticed among the haters is a character flaw in my circle i usually notice the flaw before serena comes up in the discussion she is the third from the top income among t- female tennis players number one maria sharapova two lee na both of these players have had serena's foot firmly wedged in their ass for years it's been over 10 years since sharapova beat serena and if you guys don't play tennis you should it's a great sport for a transition to from basketball right i sent you a link below for video lessons for tennis from the sexiest and greatest tennis player in history of the sport enjoy and i love your work www.masterclass.com all right well thanks demacio i've actually taken tennis before and, and took a tennis class when i was in uh i have too college it was a lot of fun i just don't like the bugs and yeah i was out there and a the fucking bumblebee or something started fucking with me and everybody's tennis game was ruined because i was cutting all through the nets getting popped by all types of balls i was like nah i'm good i take my black ass inside yeah i i played it uh when i was a kid and not just in high school but like my dad played it and stuff it was fun uh but it just wasn't my thing i I like basketball more i like the teamwork aspect of it and i like uh you know sitting on the sideline talking shit with my boys man maybe later in life i don't know uh all right that's it for for this episode this is a short feedback show Mm -hmm. uh like i said uh later on at 3 p.m we will have uh chris and uh sterling 
uh to do uh, another episode of the nerd off so we'll see you guys at 3 p.m premium people email invites will be coming out shortly until then i love you i love you too pepe Mwah.